Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. Helping you invest in property for freedom, choice and profit. You'll learn new, innovative and multiple streams of property income. Whether you want to start, scale or systemize. And even if you don't have deposits. Hi, Kevin McDonald here and welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. In this week's episode of the podcast, I thought it'd be important to talk about what's happening in the property market right now and interest rates going up and how that's going to affect the market in either a negative or a positive way. So the Bank of England have recently increased interest rates by another half a percent. So base rate now is 4% in the UK and now there is talk that that could go even higher. However, they are talking about it being pretty close now to the top of the interest rate rises. So three people in fact voted against rising interest rates in the monetary panel. Others though are in there saying that they should go up significantly more. However, the majority of people who decide on interest rate rises are of the opinion that we should either stop now or that there should be not many more rises. So we're talking maybe it peaking out at just under 5% base rate. So what does these interest rate rises mean for the property market? Is now a good time to start in property? If you're in property, should you be stopping or should you be leaving the market? Well, what I thought I'd do today is go into some detail on my thoughts around the property market and what I'm going to be doing over the coming months. Now, if you look back to 2007 in the financial crisis, it was a completely different thing that happened. It was based on banks over lending. So back in 2003, 4, 5, 6, 7, banks could lend over 100% of a purchase price for a property. So for instance, if you were buying a 100 grand buy-to-let property, you could walk into the bank and they would actually lend you up to 130,000 pounds. Sounds crazy, but they would literally lend you 130,000 on a hundred grand property purchase. So you could bank 30,000 pounds the day you bought the house. No wonder there was a financial crash. But interest rates went down then for the next 10 plus years, reaching their lowest just after the pandemic of 0.1%. Now at this point, the country have printed trillions of pounds It's causing inflation and the government's only plan to get us out of an inflationary economy is to increase interest rates to slow down that inflation. What that in turn does is stops people spending money. And if it stops people spending money, it also stops people from buying property. Now, when we talk about stopping people spending money and stopping people buying property, That will be the masses. So the general public will typically stop buying property. What this means is that normal first-time buyers, people that are homeowners looking to go up the market, there will be less of them looking to get into the property market. That means there'll be more property stock available for sale. And if there's more property stock available for sale, that is going to put a downward pressure on house prices, forcing prices down. What it also means is because there's less people buying, also less what I would call amateur property investors or the speculator property investors, those that are maybe buying a property for a pension for retirement, and they're hoping for capital growth rather than running their property portfolio as a business, they'll also stop buying, which means there's less rental stock available and that will put an upward pressure on rent. So a downward pressure on house prices 
pushing the prices down because less people are buying and it's all about supply and demand. So more stock available for sale, less buyers, prices start to go down. Less stock available for rent, more people looking to rent because they're not buying, they're going to rent for a longer period of time. So all first-time buyers, for instance, that would normally be buying right now, instead are thinking about renting or staying in rental for longer. Meaning that more people are looking to rent properties, but because there's less buyers of investment properties, there's less people are property available to rent, pushing rents up. So what does all of this mean? Well, interest rates might be going up and a lot of the media speculation will be panicking people around increased interest rates. But if you've got interest, increased interest rates of 2 or 3%, but you've got property prices coming down 10, 15%, in many areas even more, and you've got rents going up 10, 15%, even many areas again even more, then what you would look for as a return on that property, your yield, so basically your annual rental income divided by your purchase price plus maybe stamp duty, buy-in costs, or your money spent, your yields will be going up or at least not going any lower. And this is the thing that a lot of people miss. They listen to the media, they panic about what the media creates, this media hype around a crash, they panic about the crash and they do nothing. However, we know fundamentally over time, the property market will always go up and then come down and go up and come down, but it always goes up more than it ever comes down. What I mean by that is it trends upwards. The property market will go up maybe 20%, it'll come down 10%, it'll then go up again another 20%, come down 10%, and over time, it's actually gone up 20 because it went up 20, down 10, so it's still up 10, and then it goes up another 20 and down 10, so now it's up a second 10, and the market's 20% higher than it was a decade ago. And this is what happens over time. So we know fundamentally that property prices by 2035, 2040 are going to be significantly higher than they are today. However, there will be a drop at some point during that 10, 15, 20 year period. And most people are trying to time the drop instead of realizing that during that drop, other things are going in your favor. It's an opportunity to buy property on the way down, knowing that it will recover back up again. But when you are going to buy those properties, you've got to buy stuff where you can add value. So as a property investor, I'm not looking to buy a hundred grand house. And by the way, other numbers are available. If you're in the south of England, it could be a 500 grand house or a million pound house. But just as an example, a hundred grand house. If I'm going to buy a hundred grand house, the amateur, the speculator, will pick up a hundred grand house in perfect condition on the perfect street to find the perfect tenant and then cross their fingers and hope that the property market will go up. What happens is the property market goes down and that 100 grand house becomes worth 90 or maybe 85. And then they think they've lost money. But they've actually only lost money if they sell. Because if they ride out the drop, if they stay in the property, if they cash flow that property, then they'll make money and it will recover over the next few years. I know a lot of people that had properties in 2008, 9, 10 that were in massive negative equity as property investors and those houses today are worth significantly more than they were back then. Not only that, the rents are significantly higher than they were back then. However, you still don't want to be 
buying a property for 100 grand if you think it's going to go down to 90 or to 85. So here's what professional property investors do. This is what I'm doing in my business today all the time. We're looking to buy value. So we will look for a property that might be 100 grand, but we know that we could spend 10, 15, 20 grand on a refurbishment to make that house worth 145, 150, 155 plus. Meaning that we're not focused on the asking price, we're focused on what it would be worth when we're finished doing our works to that property. So for instance, if we buy a 100 grand house, spend 20 doing it up, we've, we spent 120 grand. If we then get it revalued after the work at 150, we've just created 30,000 pound of gain. Now, if the property market drops 15 grand, well then we're still up 15, because we've got a 150 house that we spent 120, 100 to buy it and 20 to do it up. It drops 15 grand, we're still positive 15. Plus we've got the rental income to make us money every single month from that property. So the point of this is, is now a good time to buy property? Now is always the right time to buy property. The question is, what are you buying? So what am I doing right now? We're going all in to pick up big property bargains because when everybody else is panicking, you observe the masses and you do the opposite. There's big, big opportunities out there and I'll talk about a few of those opportunities in a moment. But imagine property prices are 100 grand today and you know they're going to drop to 80. A lot of people are going to be waiting till they go to 80 and hoping to get the bottom of the market. But they don't realize that the whole point of property is to add the value anyway. So it doesn't matter if you buy at 100, at 90, at 80. If you're going to be refurbishing that house and forcing that value up above the 100 anyway, you're protecting yourself. So think about this. Buy a house at 100 grand. Buy a house at 90 grand. Buy a house at 80 grand. Buy a house at 70 grand. Buy one at 60 grand as they drop in value. Then it hits the bottom and it starts going back up again. And you buy at 60, 70, 80, 90 and 100 on the way back up. You've bought 10 properties. You've spent 100 on two. You spent 90 on two. You spent 80 on two. You spent 70 on two. And you spent 60 on two. But if you added all of that together and divided by 10, your pound cost average purchase price is 80,000 pounds. Because the two for 100 and the two for 60 equal 80 each. The two for 90 and the two for 70 equal 80 each, and you bought two for 80. So you can't time the market, but you can buy all the way down and all the way back up, and you'll end up with an average purchase price. Now, most people are looking to buy the right house at the right time, but I did 67 property deals in 2022. 67 deals. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you'll agree that only one of them could be the best one. One of them had to be the second best one. One of them had to be the third best one. And one of them had to be the 67th best one. While many people are trying to wait for the best property, they miss the fact that you should be just doing deals that work. You see, all 67 of the deals I did work, but some of them work better than others. Stop trying to do what's best and just do things that work. You'll see the media landlord bash about, oh, landlords are putting rents up. Well, landlords have to put rents up because, number one, interest rates are higher. So if interest rates are higher, it's going to cost landlords more money. So they've got to put rents up 
to cover their costs and to be able to provide those, that accommodation. But one of the main reasons that rents are going up has got nothing to do with that whatsoever. It's to do with the fact that the government are not building enough homes. The government are not providing enough properties and the governments are putting loads of taxes on landlords which will force the amateurs out of the market but the professionals will always find the opportunity. They'll always find the angle and that's why they'll grow bigger and bigger portfolios. And this is the importance of education, the importance of knowledge and knowing how you can build a property portfolio in the right professional way. Because anybody can be a professional landlord so long as they deliver in a professional way. But you've got to understand what you are doing. That's why education around property investing is so important. So a lot of people will focus on rents being pushed up and landlords taking advantage because they put rents up. Well, milk has gone up, cheese has gone up, petrol has gone up. We are in inflationary times and everything is going up, not just rents. And here's the thing, 20 years ago, rents were significantly lower than they are today. Property prices were significantly lower, but so was food, so was clothing, so was buying cars, so was running everything and anything you did in your life. Everything has gone up. And if we want to predict the future, all you actually have to do is look back to the past. So we know, and you're listening to this and you know, without a shadow of a doubt, that rents in the future will be significantly higher than they are today. Values of houses will be significantly higher than they are today. Yes, there might be a drop in values on the way, but they'll finish up higher. And that's why now is so important to always do deals. Because right now, if you buy a property and you base your yield, your return on today's price and today's rents, well, you know that in 10 years time, not only will the price have gone up, but the rents will have gone up. And it's very likely that interest rates will probably have gone down. Meaning that if you purchase property today and you're basing your return on today's interest rates and today's rents and today's prices, that in the future, you only end up making more money because interest rates can be less. Prices are higher in both rents and purchase prices. Don't wait to buy property. Just buy property and wait. One of the things I hear from a lot of people looking to get started in property is, I'd love to get started, but I don't have any money. You have to get this out of your head because everyone who has ever built a large property portfolio did it without using their own money. Anyone who's only focused on their own bank account will probably in a lifetime get somewhere between one and five properties. If you get to one in five properties, you will still own a job. You'll still be working for somebody else because one to five properties, yes, it's a nice retirement plan, but it's not going to create you a lifestyle today. It's not going to create you the income today. If you're listening to this and you've got a pot of money and you're planning to get started in property, maybe you got a hundred grand or 150 grand. People message me all the time going, I've got 150 grand. What should I do with it? But they're totally missing the point because I could tell them what to do with their 150 grand, put it into a buy-to-let property, maybe put it into two or three properties, maybe spread the deposits out and get four if they're lucky. But that doesn't solve their business problem, which is how are you going to scale a sustainable business? How are you going to do deal number five, deal number nine, deal number 21, deal number 41, deal number 101? You see, whether you're listening to this right now and you've got 150 grand, 550 grand, or no money in your bank account, everybody needs to be using creative techniques 
and other people's money to build a property portfolio. And there's never been a better time in history to use other people's money. And the reason for that is, right now, inflation is at 10 plus percent. And imagine you are sitting on no money right now. Well, if you've got no money, you don't have an inflation problem, apart from what you're spending to live. But if you've got a million pounds in the bank, and you leave it sitting in that bank account for 12 months, your million pounds will become worth 900 grand in terms of its buying power in 12 months time. 10% inflation, your million quid just burned by 10%. People with money need to get it moving. They need to get it safe. They need to get it into a hedge against inflation and property is the safest hedge against inflation that there's ever been. You could take that million pound of somebody's money where maybe they have the funds but they don't have the time or the knowledge and the two most important things in life are not money, it's time and knowledge. You use your time and knowledge to invest other people's money with you or for them for a return. They make money, you make money. Do not be limited by your own bank account. I'll give you an example. I just purchased a cinema that we're converting into 21 apartments, seven offices, a gym and a kiosk, which can be a shop like a beautician's or a hairdresser's or something. So we're going to have in that building the 21 apartments plus, plus 7 offices, 28 units, plus the gym, 29, plus the kiosk, 30. 30 individual rentable spaces in one building. Now, we raised £1.95 million of money for that purchase. I'm putting zero money into it. No money down of mine. We will per we've purchased the building for 322000 We'll have spent about 80-odd grand in professional fees, and we've got one and a half million pounds to develop the building. It's going to be worth somewhere between two and a half to three and a half million pounds when it's done. There's going to be massive cash flow, high return. However, one of the things that we've future-proofed with the investors is, number one, we've, we've protected their money from inflation and grown their money by adding value to the property that their money is invested into. But finally, is they don't really want to take that money back out of that building and chuck it back into a bank account where it gets burned by inflation again. So what we've agreed up front is that if interest rates, and not the base rate, the interest rate mortgage availability, if we can get a mortgage of 6% or less on that building, then we will refinance the building, get the mortgage, and then reinvest that money into other properties. If the interest rates are higher than 6%, then we'll actually not get a mortgage. We will leave the money in the building as cash and we'll just cash flow the entire building, meaning there'll be a higher monthly profit and then we'll get a mortgage on it at the point where interest rates drop. So with a lot of people, when they're focused on their own bank account, they're almost held prisoner by the bank in terms of the rates the banker will give them for a mortgage to try and get into property. But if you use other people's money, and don't tell me there's no money out there, there's more money on this planet than there has ever been. It's never been easier to raise private investor finance. The government printed trillions of pounds. There is more money out there than ever. Your job is to access that money, to be in the right circles where that money is. I meet people all the time, they go, well, how do you raise this money? Where do you go to raise the money? 
Go to events. We run events like multiple streams of property income where you've got people in that room that come there with no money looking to learn how to do property. But you've also got people in that room that are significantly wealthy who are just looking for people to do property with them. They have the money, but they don't have the time or the inclination to do it themselves. So you go where the money goes. And it's all about attending events where wealthy people are going to find people like you, because they're not going to come knock on your door, you've got to go out there and network. Speaking of events and networking, if you want to get started in property investing, you need to build your knowledge. Somebody is not going to lend you money for a property deal if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't know your area, if you don't know what works and buy to let right now. So if you're serious about building a property portfolio, if you're serious about creating an income stream through property investing, then build your knowledge. And speaking of knowledge, There is a completely free report that you can download in the description right now that can help you get started in property in 2023. The report will go into the detail of what is working right now in the UK property market, how you can benefit from the UK property market right now, and it's absolutely free. So go download it now and let's get you moving on your property journey. Also, Progressive Property YouTube channel, I'm on there, the other Progressive Property trainers are on there every single week sharing deals, sharing videos, sharing information about how you can start or scale your property business. I'm doing videos regularly of property deals that we're working on right now. When I spoke about the 67 deals I did last year, most of them you can actually see on the Progressive Property YouTube channel. You can walk around the houses with me. So head over to Progressive Property YouTube, subscribe to the channel and keep an eye out for the weekly videos. So is 2023 a good time to buy property? Should you be looking at property investing right now or should you be listening to the media and telling you to take part in a recession? Well, here is the thing. Now is the right time to buy property. Now has always been the right time to buy property. Ask yourself this question. How long have you been waiting for the right time and how has that plan worked out for you? Because if you've been waiting for the right time for more than three, four, five years and you're still waiting, then it's a flawed plan. Build your knowledge around what's working right now and do not regret missing out on the biggest opportunity in history to grab absolute property bargains. Interest rates are going up, but remember prices are coming down, rents are going up, which means your overall return that you're looking for should be the exact same as it would have been two, three years ago. I hope you found today's episode valuable and giving you some insights around the property market right now. You've been listening to the Progressive Property Podcast. I've been Kevin McDonald. You've been amazing, and I'll see you next week.